0: Hey, everybody. Something's Up podcast, episode 60, whatever. I've lost count. I have to check. I don't know. I, I have to keep up with my operation here. But I haven't recorded in the last three weeks. It's, it's been a weird one. Why have I not recorded? Well, it's a funny story. I am currently held up in a bunker in the Ukraine. I'm doing my part, everybody. My great uncles did it in, in World War Two, and and now I'm, my grandfather and my dad both got a free fucking pass. I'm correcting their mistakes. I'm I'm. I have to compensate for their pussiness. No, but it's it's been an interesting time. I can't hear out of my left ear. Me and Zelensky have been chumming it up. We uh, we just did a joke jam, an old comedian activity where you just pick jokes uh, and you pitch them to one another and you, you just try to punch it up for the other guy. Uh, I've had better ones than him. He asked for my honest criticism. And I, uh, me of all people, I don't know why he chose me, I guess because he thought I was, uh, hey, you're, you're a fellow stand-up comedian. You're a comedian. And I said, yes, sir, I am. And, and we, uh, We've been pretty tight ever since. But I gave him my honest critique. I I did not pull any punches, president or not. I am going to be honest with a fellow artiste, and I I told him straight up. I said, don't quit your day job, sir. Stick to firing Scud missiles, because this, I don't know, comedy's not in the cards. I don't know. He had, like, one, like, why did the Russian cross the road, to uh, to get gas for his broken down tank, there was a gas station over there, and I was trying to be polite. I pretended to laugh, but in in inside, I just was not not feeling it. No I don't know this guy Zelensky's like a comic that's one of the weird things about him that's one of the weird things about his personality and i I don't know I, I find it kind of funny i find it I find it funny that it, when any when any political figure is in the arts of some kind, whether it's uh, music, whether it's Ronald Reagan with acting. Clint Eastwood was the mayor of some Californian town for a long time. And I, I always find it weird, but I, I've always wondered. I don't even know if he does stand-up. I think he's more of like a sketch television guy over there. He was on a show where, it, I don't know, it, it weirdly—it was weirdly parallel to what's happening now. I think there was like a lot of political turmoil on that show between Russia and Ukraine, whatever it was. But... I don't know if he's a stand-up. I don't. What would be in his rider in the green room? He says, I I I just want the AR-15 on the sofa when I walk in. I like to go out on stage with it, just in case I spot heckler. I spot heckler. I point it. I show. I show him what is up. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird. <clears throat> Do you want any drinks in the in the green room Mr. Zelensky? Uh anything but Smirnoff. I can't look at that. Brings back too many memories. No, it's uh, crazy this shit that's going on in Ukraine. Ukraine Russia, this whole thing. Like it's it's been going on for 3 weeks now. Every comic, every political pundit, everybody that you know has been talking about it. I don't know where I fit in. I'm just a a guy who does the odd feature spot. I'm still running around the open mic scene trying to get on clubs trying to do whatever the fuck I can. I uh, you you don't want to hear my take on on this thing that's been building up for thir- like my my first reaction when I heard what was happening was didn't we have a wall like 30 years ago that that fucking kept all of this out that just kind of kind of cut in the middle of it and didn't didn't we have that? I mean if Trump really wants to get reelected in 2024 his his platform should be we're going to we're going to move the wall from the US Mexico border and we're going to bring it back to Berlin. We're going to make Berlin great again. I really don't know if it was so great, Donald. Now I know the Berlin Wall did not stretch the vertical length of Europe, but I don't know. It's a pitch. It's a bet, and it sank. I don't know, but I've been doing a lot of thinking recently. I've been uh, thinking about how to resolve this. Everybody's been thinking about how to resolve the Ukraine-Russia conflict without the interference of Western countries, because we we, want to do anything we can to avoid a third world war. So my pitch, my idea, you know, I've thought of this. I've thought long and hard about this. I don't know who I pitch it to. I don't know who I talk to. If I phone Trudeau, if I just go and phone Joe Biden, take my chances with that. But my idea is, and get ready, we move, ready? We move Coachella to the Polish border. We move the concert to the Polish border, and we book every cringeworthy SoundCloud rapper from the last 10 years. Every bucket hat wearing, gold tooth, pants around the ankles, teardrop tattoo, white guy with a vape pen and a merce. It's just like a fucking H&M Tim Burton ad. And we get them to just perform every song that they have about anxiety and suburbia and going on the road and missing their girlfriend. Just, you know, they are people of substance. They, they know what to talk about to get all the high school kids rowdy. And we just get to them to pro, it's like a 20, it's like a 20 act concert, lasts an entire weekend. Massive giant speakers, we have NATO forces for security, kind of like an iron dome situation. And we just fucking, we just keep doing the concert. And we say, Mr. Putin, if you do not withdraw your forces from Ukraine from the Ukraine. We are coming back every spring and we are doing this fucking concert again. Oh, you hated Migos? Well, get ready. Because if you do not withdraw, we're coming next spring with Khalifa. He's not even going to do a full playlist. He's just going to sing Black and Yellow 40 different times. I think, that, I think that'll work. Think that'll do it. Putin doesn't really seem like a, a trap guy. Uh, I'm really not sure. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on with this whole thing. Lot of lot of shit. Big doings, like Carlin said. Big doings in the Persian Gulf. Big doings in the Ukraine. One of one of the things that's always that, that's confused me about all this the last three weeks is. The, the people who get offended when you say the ukraine i've heard the ukraine i've heard it pronounced the ukraine the ukraine for 30 years now my entire life i've said the ukraine i remember on seinfeld when they were playing that risk game on the subway the ukraine oh no i have you have the ukraine the ukraine is nothing the ukraine is weak i'm from ukraine ukraine not weak like that whole bit that they did it was very funny but they said it there and i feel like if if it's not the ukraine and it's just ukraine I, I really, I feel that Seinfeld has perpetuated it. And there's nobody who perpetuates and, and says trigger words more than Michael Richards. If you want somebody to perpetuate your, your trigger word, who worse than Michael Richards? Ukraine. I got it. Ukraine. It is Ukraine. Uh, I'm drinking Coke Zero without my usual ice. I am really on edge, people. I don't like doing it without the ice. But I digress. But I move on. The one thing that people haven't talked about with all of this is uh, I haven't gotten an update on Sean Penn. Sean Penn, for all we know, is still there. He went over, I think, the first week to the Polish border to do, uh, I don't know, like some journalism work. And he hasn't been seen since. Sean Penn, like, I don't know if there's ever been a weirder metamorphosis for an actor, a more dramatic transformation. Sean Penn went from playing like a high school stoner, getting high in a van, and to digging tunnels, searching for El Chapo. I don't see DiCaprio doing that. or Mark Ruffalo, or any of those guys. He's taken it to a whole different level of eccentric Hollywood philanthropist. And I'm kind of proud of him, but I don't know. I think if there's one guy who could scare Putin, it's, it's him. I mean, he, he looks like an intimidating man, this, that, that Sean Penn. Sean Penn has the resting face of a guy whose local gas station ran out of cigarettes, and he had to drive... Half an hour to the next town To go try out that gas station And on the way His car broke down Or pickup truck Whatever he has A Ram A Dodge Whatever Dodge Ram Is that what it is? And it breaks down And he gets uh, And Bigfoot molests him Or some shit like that He just has that face Of a guy who's just crushed That they didn't have parliaments At the local bodega I don't know. I, I, I just want Sean Penn to go back to being a stoned high school student ordering a pizza in class. Jeff Spicoli, he wouldn't know shit about Ukraine. He wouldn't even be able to point it out on a map. He missed, he'd need Mr. Hand to show him where it is. Mr. Hand, who is this? Uh, wh- what is the Ukraine and what kind of Russian do they speak? What is Belarus? Who is Belarus? Who is that? What what kind of what kind weed strain is the Belarus, man? Fast Times at Ridgemont High, that's, that's, a, that's a, I think, a dated high school movie at this point. I don't know if too many people know about it. One of the funniest scenes of any high school movie was when Sean Penn, who plays Jeff Spicoli, who's the most iconic character of that movie, he orders a pizza in the middle of class. And Mr. Hand, who is just this tyrannical just straight edge hard ass history teacher reprimands him for it as you would but it's just funny to see him because he ordered a pizza right to class the pizza guy comes to the fucking door and Sean Penn answers the door and pays the guy and gets the pizza (laughs) Jesus and he brings it back to his desk and Mr. Hand's like what are you doing and he's just like I'm sitting back and having some food." and it's just the best line it's not even a comeback it's just the best response from a fucking stoner prick that's the kind of high school movie i want just the silly kind of shit i i don't need euphoria i don't need any of that shit i don't need, i haven't even watched euphoria yet i have every person every person who was the unpopular kid in high school is urging me to watch euphoria it's never the jock or the pretty cheerleader or any of those people who were just fucking each other nonstop. It's always the guy who was eating his, all his lunches in the bathroom stall, going under the bridge to smoke crystal meth, do whatever. They're the ones, hey, you got, you got to watch this show about overdoses. I think you'll appreciate it. I think it'll it'll inspire you, man. It's real life. No, it's not. I mean, all that shit does happen in high school. High school can be terrifying for some people, but just for some people. I mean, can we just go back to, not every high school experience is a psychological thriller. That's what this euphoria makes it seem like. It's just, it's just a school full of sociopaths. You don't even feel sorry for them. People, people fail to mention that high school is really kind of boring. Very few high school movies and TV shows have been able to capture just the mundaneness of of the everyday monotony and boredom of high school. You're there from eight to three, whatever whatever the hours were. I forget. It's been 13 years since I've been to high school, so, so things have probably changed since then. I may be full of shit, but. You're there from like you're you're there from like eight nine to to three p.m. and you're just watching a fucking clock. Your teacher's talking about the fur trade. Maybe mixes in a little World War One action to make things kind of interesting, and then that's it. Fucking th- thirteen reasons why. I remember that show, that, that show, that school needed to be burnt to the ground. It was just a factory for, like, jock rapists and school shooters. Everybody in there is just a sociopath. And you're supposed to, like, feel sorry for all of these people. I'm like, no, call the police. It's like one of those zombie quarantine movies where you're like, okay, you got to barricade the exit to this building. You don't want any of the demons in there getting out and poisoning people. No, not every high school experience. I, and Mind you, people get bullied. People are assaulted. There's all kinds of terrible things that happen in high school, and it, it's happened to people that I've known. But, but it is also just very mundane. It's not fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, every one of these school, It's just a lot of people going, holy shit, can there be a riot right now? Make things interesting? Uh, I don't know. Not watching Euphoria. Anytime soon. I'm not watching Euphoria unless I got a date or somebody who wants to. I'll give you sex if you watch Euphoria with me. If you watch Zendaya with me. She's a great actress. I have no issue with her. Like Spider-Man No Way Home. All that stuff. Oh, speaking of Spider-Man No Way Home, I watched The Batman. I watched The Batman and I'm mixed on it. I'll say that right now, just to put it simply, I'm I mixed on the Batman. There's people who loved it, there's people who didn't like it so much. There were things that I really thought were great, and things that I I thought were not so great. So like my ambivalence. Oh God, it's Coke Zero is getting to me, man. Oh, I'm belching like a like a fucking like a toad over here. But I uh, I saw it a couple weeks ago. I saw it. I think the Saturday, the opening weekend. And right off the bat, it's a three-hour movie in the dark. That's way too long to just have that that level of darkness in a movie. It was too much. I was exhausted by the end. I wasn't exhausted by the end of Dark Knight, which is a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It is just so quick-paced. Every scene is just go, go, go one of the great films in my opinion there's a couple things that are a little dumb the boat bomb scene was stupid a few of the like the kind of love triangle thing was whatever but one one of the great films definitely the great superhero film in my opinion people go back and forth about well no batman begins is the shit man dark knights overrated it's all about batman begin just shut up okay just listen to the consensus No, but this is how dark the movie was. This is how dark the Batman was. I was with a friend. Me and him went to go see it. We were way up in like the top aisle somewhere. Way in the middle. And I go to the bathroom about, I don't know, the two hour, 20 minute mark. I come back five minutes later. And I can't see in front of me. It's pitch black. You would have thought the lights in the theater went out or everything went out. There was like a blackout that it was the Russians. The Russians cut the power and they're ready to fire a nuke. But I'm climbing up the stairs. I'm trying to feel my way up the stairs. And I can't see the letter to my aisle. The letter is usually on the end seat of the aisle. Right. And I think I was like in, in I don't know, uh, K or L or something like that. But I can't see the letter. I can't see my friend. I can't see anything. And I'm bending over like, right, but like two inches away from somebody. Everybody's got their their shitty personal space now. There's a guy looking at me just kind of like, what What are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable or cause a scene. So I start kind of panicking a little bit because I don't want everybody to start yelling at me to sit down and shit. Movie, movie theater people are volatile. And I'm praying at this point because it's so – I'm praying that somebody pulls out their phone and starts texting. I'm praying to see that annoying light that people sometimes get shot over in movie theater – I'm praying to see just any light that just kind of directs me to where I'm going. That shines bright and so, anyways, I I give up. I retreat down below to the front of the theater where they had those those front movie seats where you're just you can see up a guy's nostril. You're so close to the screen, and I sat there alone for the next forty minutes. Watching Paul Dano doing a clear seven ripoff, and I'm sitting there alone in the dark, and I'm going, "Is this what Bruce Wayne feels like? Am I living Bruce Wayne's depression right now?" Meanwhile, the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, what of my friend thinks that I just ditched him?" But I don't know. we re we reunited. anyways, Batman, little too dark, little too long. Paul Dano was fantastic. Uh, loved Robert Pattinson as young Bruce Wayne. I love the concept of the young Batman who's like two months in and he shit at it and he's all confused. What do I do? What's my place? What's my purpose? I thought that was great. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I love the sort of the the relationship between Bruce Wayne and, and Detective Gordon. I love how the, like they, they turn it into kind of a detective mystery movie. You're trying to figure who is the Riddler? How do we catch this guy? Catwoman, I like Catwoman. I didn't think that she was great in this movie. I didn't think she was fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know. It It is what it is. Anybody listening to this, I don't want to spoil the whole thing. It hasn't even been out a month. But yeah, I don't know. Six out of ten. Five out of ten. Not the best movie that I've seen in, in a while. It's what it is, cuz. I don't know what else to talk about. I don't want to go into like a a half an hour rant. I just kind of want to. I want to end strong, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I mentioned Kanye West and Pete Davidson recently. I again, I don't. Can, can we just start throwing celebrities in prison? Can they go to a celebrity prison where they just get a timeout and you can... Kim Kardashian can order makeup and diamonds and do whatever the fuck she wants. And Pete Davidson can get a vape pen and some weed. He can get his tattoo artist in there. And everybody just takes a fucking timeout. Kanye West, I don't know if prison time's going to do him well. I, I feel like he's on edge enough. But I, we need a celebrity prison where people can just get away for a little bit. Get away from the fucking Instagram, okay, and the and the pregnant beach photos, and, and the, the stupid inspirational quotes. Einstein said that you need to live your life to the fullest, bay? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. They always attribute those quotes to people who never really said them. Bitch better have my money, Jeff Goldblum. It's hard to swim with cement shoes. Depression is not a vibe. Prince Andrew. I don't know, just get away from social media, get away from everything. We need a celebrity prison. I don't know. That bits kind of Just get the the chow hall is all just Nando's chicken and fucking Taco Bell and McDonald's. Whatever the hell you want, whatever, whatever comfort food you need, they will supply, all right? It's like a retreat. It's like the end of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street where Jordan Belford goes to prison. You got a tennis court. You got basketball. Your conjugal visits can just be you. It, it's not even sex with these people. They just they get their phones for an hour. They just go into a room and just and update Instagram. Hey, I'm in my new custom-made cell. Look at the blinds. Look at the bed sheets. They're not real bed sheets cuz they don't want us hanging ourselves, but just look at the fabric. It has hello kitty. <laughs> Whatever. No, but uh, the, the Kanye P Davidson situation. I don't I Pete Davidson, and I I commented on both Pete Davidson and Kanye, I think this was my last podcast that I recorded, but Pete Davidson just just seems like just a guy, there is a reason women are attracted to him, he's not really an ugly guy, they like sort of the tattoo, number one, he's tall, okay, and when you're that height, people automatically assume you got a big dick, you got... uh, Whatever, you're athletic, you're all those things. And he does seem like that guy. He does seem like he has a hog on him. That is the word on the street. So no wonder women like him. That and he's he, and he's kind of quirky. I don't think he's the funniest person alive. King of Staten Island, I really enjoyed. I thought that was a, a, a nice hidden gem. Again, fucking talk about too long for Batman. That movie was like two and a half hours. But it was it was a good movie, and it was also a, about a guy who didn't have a dad. But it was a great movie. Thought it was a fun, you know. Bill Burr was great, and and, and Pete Pete was good, and you gave a shit about him, and you were you were you bought it. But yeah, the, just this whole—I'm just so sick of celebrities just going at each other, and so and so's fucking my girlfriend, and my wife, and my everything. It it's just. Can we take a break? Can you guys just have a nap? No one gives. We we don't really give a shit. I do. Like I am not a massive conspiracy guy. I believe some conspiracies. the The more rational ones, the more the ones that are a little more practical. But I do believe that a lot of this shit with this whole Russian Ukraine thing, maybe the maybe the U.S. government did call up. Kanye and Pete and Kim Kardashian, they had to sit down and said, hey, you guys are having a feud over this whole dating thing. We need you to crank it up to 10. Start texting each other. Get the text to circulate. Tell one of you guys to, 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 to kill yourselves. Pete, Pete, can you text a, a shirtless photo of you, you and Kim Kardashian's bed? Can you, can you stick your tongue out? like a 16-year-old at a rave. If that doesn't work, uh, we're, we're going to need you to show your dick, Pete. We're going to need you to show that dick. It, it, just unveil it to the world. We know you probably have a nine-incher. Five in cold temperatures, but we won't hold that against you. Something's up podcast, episode whatever. Uh, get me on Instagram. Something's off, Alex DeWitt. Get me on TikTok. Get me wherever. And subscribe to the Spotify. Follow the Spotify. There it is.